You're listening to Gospel Centered Rest, podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario. If you want to know a little bit more about our church and about our podcast, you can check us out online at gospelcenteredrest.com and listen to some past episodes. Today's episode, by the way, David. Oh, sorry. There you are. Am I there? Yeah. Yeah. Had you muted. (laughs) Really not the first time. Really makes you feel welcome, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, today's episode, I believe it's 98. Episode 98 for us. Wow. I think so. (laughs) Do you feel like there should be some kind of celebration yeah it is episode 98 it's yeah yeah maybe for episode um 100 we'll uh i don't know what i don't know what you, what do you do for a 100th <laughs> did you do something special for sermon number 100 early in the Boy, ministry yeah that passed quickly so it was i'll, I'll yeah. share this it was yeah. one of the the blessings of starting out because we had a morning and evening service oh yes so that's like yeah. done in the first year. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, it, it was good because when you're, you're young, yeah. Uh, I was 26 at the time and oh, just the more, pop. yeah, the more, a, a lot of preaching is just doing it. It's just mm. the experience of it. So, mm. uh, the people were very gracious, mm. yeah. very gracious. Oh, so, come on. <laughs> no, they were. Yeah. I tell, I, I tell young guys getting into the ministry that, you know, if, if you have an opportunity, I know sometimes, you know, it's encouraged to go and, uh, be mm-hmm. part maybe of a bigger church and take on, you know, uh, you know, an associate role or another mm-hmm. role, but there is something about being in a small church, mm-hmm. you'll be loved. Um, you'll be taken care of hopefully generally. And I, I know that's not everybody's story. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll just really be thankful that you're there. Mm-hmm. And I do think uh, sometimes that's a unique gift with smaller churches because we we need those places to uh, to train pastors. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. there are churches that do very very well at um, taking in young men to to give them a good experience mm-hmm. in the ministry, so they they stay in the ministry and and they are able to to hone. Uh, you know, pastoring and, and, and preaching abilities. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I've been thankful being here at Grace just to have that good church experience and um, to also, you know, work through the regular day-to-day stuff of ministry mm-hmm. and yeah. not always the the easiest moments, like like anything. Yeah. Like ministry is no, no different. There's there's challenges, but to be able to uh, to work through it in a in a um, solid yeah. working environment has yeah. been, has been very good. Now, if here's, here's the old, here's the question that, you know, you always ask the old guy, but <laughs> if you were, if you were talking to your younger self as a younger pastor, what were, what would be something that you'd say? Uh, I, well, one of the, I, I would just, and it's interesting because Paul, um, does this in, in Philippians or sorry, in first Corinthians. And, uh, and we'll look at it this Sunday, but you know, he, some, sometimes guys can be pretty hard on themselves. Mm. And I, so I would, 
say that, you know, just to be patient um, mm. with how the Lord's working in your life and he's equipped you for that time, but it's also a place where if you, if you do the small things well, mm-hmm. and if you are faithful or as you're faithful, then, you know, God naturally grows us with, with our variety of gifts. Um, there are gifts mm-hmm. that I don't have that other pastors have, and, and that's the beauty of it. So, yeah, I would just, sometimes there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to, to be more than we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think for me, when I was early on in ministry and still today, just understanding and growing in a, a greater understanding of God's sovereignty, mm-hmm. that he really does look after us yeah. And, yeah. and cares for us. Now, have you seen the needs of the church? Because we are talking about First Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Paul's dealing with the needs of the church, the challenges the church are facing. And this is written thousands of years ago that he's writing these yeah. things. We see they're so applicable today. Yeah. But um, you think back to those early years at, at Grace, yeah. Blair Community, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, did you, do you, would you say the needs, the needs were and are the same, maybe packaged differently, bigger scale, smaller scale? Like how would you compare, compare that to, to our experience oh, today? Boy. Yeah, that's a good question. I would, I would say that the need, there's always needs. There's mm. always, always have been needs. I, I would say two things. I would say, first of all, that as our society has moved away from church mm-hmm. into their own wise ways, uh, supposed wise ways that there, there is a, I mean, there, there's always been hurt, but there's a depth of confusion and a depth of, of hurt that, that you're beginning to see. Mm. But the other thing, and because it's easy to talk about the world and what's out there, but and and the but the other thing that I've noticed is sometimes, uh, you know, churches or the the church community does not know how to have conversations where we yeah. may differ, yeah, but we can still love one another. And I know last week we talked about the bag thing, and um, and you know, I I think that's an example where we just, we're, we're not, it's hard. Like, how are we different from the world at that point? Like just canceling one another or, um, or just, 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 it just seems like there's this massive overreaction. And I've said, Mm -hmm. uh, through ministry, the, the, the one thing that I've learned is how to be balanced. And Mm -hmm. I, I actually think there's, uh, when you, when you look at the characteristic of elders and deacons, um, that's really what a lot of their character is. Mm-hmm. They're, they're balanced. They're not, you know, there's mm-hmm. not this wild swing in their life. Uh, and, and how do you do ministry and, and lead a church and you're, you're doing that mm-hmm. you're canceling one another. And then because people are listening mm-hmm. and how to have conversations where we may differ and not everything is, has to be heightened. Mm-hmm. Um, none of us has this all figured out. And, and that's where we're going to go in first Corinthians. Yeah. I, I think first Corinthians yeah. four this coming Sunday prepares us for that to say, um, Paul actually ends by saying, you know, I'm, I'm your father, I'm your mm-hmm. spiritual father. And we, we have a lot of, we have a lot of teachers, but, um, we, I think we do. I think one of the things Paul's teaching us is we, we do need those spiritual fathers, mm-hmm. um, in our life where, 
uh, it's more than just, you know, learning truth. It's how to, so, so that you can imitate. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, boy, I just, I get not discouraged, but I just, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I had how, you know, we, in, like, in, in the, in the Christian community, how, you know, we, we get enough opposition from the world mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, how do how do how does the church, even in our differences, still value um, that? Like Paul says, um, we, we've actually received uh, everything that we have is received as a gift. Like there mm-hmm. is no boasting in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there is. And, and and Paul's you know First Corinthians one through four talking about spiritual pride and um, it's it's very relevant mm-hmm. in our churches. Today. Like like who would have thought you know ministry in the nineties ministry in the you know 2020s and ministry in the early church yeah. like this the same same kinds of things that we as human beings as christians struggling with within the church um even this past week i was thinking about um some of the comments that you're making in chapter three um paulus and paul yeah who am i of who am i not of yeah back to the bag thing yeah like it's it's kind of turned into that a little bit yeah. Um, this person says this, so I'm going to go with what they say. Yeah. Um, that person says that, but how much better to be of Christ? Yeah, it's it's about boasting and and being of being um, in Christ. Did you want to talk to that yeah. a little bit? I, I think that again, in all, I'll maybe this will be my word for the day. Yeah. Maybe we can title it "balanced" or right. "balanced" because I'm still working <laughs> at that. But it's not it's not that we don't have people that we trust and will go to, uh, that we don't have teachers Mm -hmm. like that. Um, so I don't think Paul's saying, and some people might get nervous and say, well, does that mean I can't listen to someone consistently? I think you ought to have people Mm -hmm. who you, you will just gravitate more towards certain speakers or preachers or teachers or whatever it might be. Um, so I don't think that's Paul's point. I don't, he's not devaluing Mm-hmm. Apollos's ministry or, right. or Peter's ministry. He just, he's saying the church, the cor- the Corinthian church is trying to bring a wedge or divide them. And he's basically mm-hmm. saying to between him, him and Apollos, like everything we have is a gift. And Paul, Apollos has his role. I have my role. So we're, we're actually working together. Mm. So the, the idea isn't that we can't gravitate towards certain people. The idea is that when, uh, we no longer listen, or as you mentioned, you know, there's this spiritual pride mm-hmm. that comes uh, and, and basically saying, you know, your ministry or other people's ministry or, you know, worldview or, you know, theological package or whatever it is has to be like that one right. person. And that can make us feel better about mm-hmm. ourselves. And it can also uh, be held over someone where, mm-hmm. oh, you don't believe the same things I believe. Well, I even... Like, I'm sure we all experience it, but you hear something like, um, like that, that whole question, should you go to, uh, an LGBTQ wedding or not? And instantly, instead of, you know, just taking a, taking a step back and thinking, you know, how, how would Christ have approached this situation? What are some examples in scripture? Like, instead of just thinking scripturally, I started thinking, oh, you know, what would this guy say? You know, yeah. I'll go to his website or, yeah. or I'll, I'll go ask this guy, see what he would say and go with what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but what Paul is, is arguing is like, it's not, there, there isn't a problem going cause he mentions himself, you know, he brings himself up. There's no problem with going and asking, but where do we start? Right. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, where are convictions lying? Are they lying in what a person says, or are they lying in the mm-hmm. person of Jesus Christ? Well, it, I mean, there, there, and that's what we'll see with first Corinthians five, couple of weeks from now Mm -hmm. that there are just difficult, difficult questions. And again, if there it is, I'll, I'll bring it back to balance, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in terms of weddings and whatever type of weddings they might be these days, uh, there, there is the value of marriage. You Mm -hmm. never like, just because someone goes to certain weddings doesn't mean they're devaluing marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and there may be times to go and there may be not times to go. And, and it, that's why Paul talks about having the mind of Christ and, uh, preaching Christ crucified because there's so much wisdom that the world will call foolishness that comes mm-hmm. out of that. But that's not the only principle. Um, the, the principle isn't only, or mm-hmm. the, the biblical teaching is not only like, what, what do we do when it comes to a wedding or what is marriage and how do we stand for truth? There's also, and and Paul will emphasize this later on, how do we love one another? Uh, So what, what, so what, what is truth and what is love? So there's a certain wedding there's, but, but it's not just, okay, I'm going to stand for truth. Um, How do I stand for truth and love? And sometimes when you like, and, and beg said this, if like the person, if, if someone knows that you say, you know what? I hold to a, a one man, one woman, lifelong committed relationship. That to me is biblical marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and if they still invite you and it's not, you know, in a sense, they're not antagonistic or you're, you've developed a, a relationship with them. I mean, people will say, well, it, it'll become so simple and say, well, here, this is true. So I have to stand for truth. But Paul comes along and says, yeah, it's truth. But what about love? Mm. And, and, and how are we wise as serpents and, and harmless as doves? So, and, and it, it is sometimes the, the danger of the church is to take a concept from the scripture and um, make that everything. But you're, you're bringing a number of biblical principles together and say, boy, that's, that's tough. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, how, what, what is right and wrong? And so part of it becomes your conscience. Part of it becomes um, how you're trying to bring two, three, four biblical principles together to ultimate. And, and I, I think at the end of the day, we're all trying to do what we would confess. And that is honor God. Mm-hmm. But then we get on Twitter and podcasts and mm-hmm. all of this stuff and just start yapping and yelling at one another. Um, but meanwhile, we're, we're on the same team and we're, mm-hmm. we're wanting the same thing, but, but it's, uh, it, it, it is to say, and it's just, I mean, in the first four chapters, obviously the world had crept into the church of Corinth mm-hmm. and obviously we are greatly impacted by how the world talks to one another. And we, mm-hmm. we saw it, we, we've seen it for, I mean, COVID wasn't a, a stellar time for how the church talked with one another. And uh, so, but, but that's, that's where I think, you know, first Corinthians is really helpful because Paul's going to have these conversations with us and, teach us how to have difficult conversations instead of, you know, yelling at a distance from one another and canceling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Cause in the, like, like you're saying in the midst of what could be controversial things to talk about, um, 
which could be very easily, and we see as 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 we're discussing this, we see this in the church sometimes, um, could be very divisive mm-hmm. and divide and not build unity. He is giving us these principles of um, mind of Christ, yeah. loving one another. Yeah. And even like, I was just chuckling too, just a few pages over in Romans, the last chapter of Romans, he gives a whole like section to loving one another. And you think of a book that is, so theologically robust that Mm -hmm. has had so many debates and you know you talk about calvinism and romans 9 and all Mm -hmm. those different chapters in 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 the book and concepts in the book that people have really debated over and uh very vigorously and uh and and it's like but are we doing it in like in love Mm -hmm. like it's good to have a conversation but how is the conversation being had yeah are we canceling each other? Like you're saying. So I just think it's, it's so pastoral of him to be weaving this into the discussion. Yeah. Even again, this coming Sunday at the, at the end of uh, first Corinthians four, Paul's, as we mentioned saying uh, like dearly love children. Um, you know, I, I, it's not that I want to shame you, although he, you know, he couldn't help but to, cause it was shameful behavior. Uh, he, he talks about, um, you know, wanting like as a father to, and, and, and a good father loves his children and a good father will have mm-hmm. hard conversations, but a good father will also say, you know, like we're, we're approaching some really difficult issues here and mm-hmm. some are obvious. Um, but how to apply some of these, uh, biblical principles with the mind of Christ, it, it, it's just, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and one of my, you know, one of my favorite parts of, uh, first Corinthians, uh, three from last week. And I I know we covered a lot, but you know, just chapters one through four, where Paul really gets in the kitchen of the Corinthians Mm -hmm. and says, like, you're, listen, you're acting like the world. And I can basically, I, all I can do right now is basically treat you like infants in Christ. Mm. So it's not, they're not carnal Christians, but they're, they're infants. And, we'll, we'll look at others, but, but do we examine our own heart and say, Lord, am am I, you know, am I, is, is, is the church filled with the world? Is my heart filled with the world? And, and, you know, like basically like does Paul cancel Apollos or Apollos cancel Paul? Uh, and, and Paul comes along and says, listen, we're, you know, we're, we're on the same team. We have, we, we may have different roles and, and different gifts, but, and, and those are the things that God gave us. So, mm-hmm. but the, again, the beautiful thing about this is that, um, is that that's, that's where God begins with us. God meets us in our mess. God meets us in our infancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and, and so to really walk humbly as a church and walking humbly doesn't necessarily waffle with the truth but, but it holds onto the truth humbly. We hold mm-hmm. onto the truth humbly and, and, and welcome other people's understanding and then to journey with them as we trust they'll journey with us and in, in, in our understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, then he, he works through, you know, God grows <laughs> the church. Uh, God looks forward. In other words, Paul had a, Paul had a mind to say, you know, I, we, we all stand before the final judgment one day and uh, the Lord, uh, came John the Baptist calling for repentance, Christ mm-hmm. in forgiveness, but the Lord will return. So are, are we prepared to meet the Lord? And then finally, mm-hmm. I just think th- the whole concept of uh, being deceived and mm-hmm. really there, there's a sense in which first Corinthians three is, 
is specifically aimed at church leaders, um, at ministers. And uh, so, you know, we all can be deceived, but we also have to, church leaders really have to watch and guard their hearts. Mm -hmm. Am I being deceived? And being deceived isn't necessarily always denying, um, you know, main principles, but it's straying from wisdom. It's, it's no longer having Christ um, at the center and the overflow of Christ, which is, you know, all that we learn at the cross and the resurrection forming in us a, a, a mind mm-hmm. of God. And um, I, I, I think how, you know, maybe to, it, it might seem we're meandering a bit, but to, to say, you know, whether in the pew or in the pulpit that we watch um, how we care for one another and, and how we hold the truth. And, and can we do both? Can we care for others? And um, I mean, in, in, you know, beg gets enough opposition uh, from, you know, the world. And, and now <laughs> here's a, here's a faithful preacher. And, and some people say, well, you're, you're simplifying or you're not standing for truth, but it's not, it's not that you're not standing for truth. It's how do you, how do you stand for truth, but winsomely and mm-hmm. uh, in in a way where you're you're seeking to to come alongside, and even if you disagree and say like I, I disagree with yeah. this, but um, but uh, man, I I, I want to hear your voice. Like, how do I encourage you to keep on preaching the gospel um, mm-hmm. as, as the gospel goes out? And, and I think, you know, and obviously, you know, we need that in, in local areas, lots of discouraged churches, mm-hmm. um, lots of discouraged pastors, lots of discouraged people in the pews mm-hmm. and, and just really wondering if they should even keep on attending church. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where I think even First uh, Corinthians 3 and that whole conversation about uh, standing before God someday also becomes an encouragement for, for the believer because it's like, you're looking forward to the hope yeah. and who doesn't want all of their wood hand stubble burned up. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't want any of that to last and it doesn't last into eternity. And you had talked yeah. about that on Sunday, but, um, but it's like, it's all about perspective mm-hmm. on, on some of these things and having that eternal hope that we have to look forward to, but also having a sober thought of, of thinking of uh, where somebody else might be at, yeah. um, like in their journey and, and to think like, how am I loving and caring for others too? Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the conversation, David. Oh, thank you. We'll, uh, number 98, 98. <laughs> See if we can make it a 99 next week, 99 and then 100. So stick we'll around and we encourage you to also come out this Sunday or listen to the sermon coming up this Sunday in first Corinthians chapter four. Mm-hmm.